Finally back for another episode of the Frasier Athletic Show. It has been a long, long time and a long time in the making. But we are here. We're back for another year to cover all things Frasier Athletics. Football, volleyball, golf, all getting underway. We'll talk about it all when we come back here on the Frasier Athletic Show. Just as your local State Farm agent combines good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates, you can combine your home and auto. And guess what you'll get? That's right, good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates. In fact, State Farm agent Brian Warnick is your go-to agent in Periopolis for the service you deserve at the price you want. So try combining your home and auto today. State Farm agent Brian Warnick will help you mix and match things perfectly. Call 412 668 0111 for surprisingly great rates. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Diving into football here on the Frazier Athletic Show, a tough start to the season for the Commodores, but maybe some home cooking will do them good, and that's what they'll have this Friday night when they take on the Bentworth Bearcats. But before we get into that contest, we'll take a look at week zero and week one, which I'm sure the Commodores would soon like to forget the outcomes of both of those games. 21-0 in week zero, played half of football against Bishop Canavan. That game was canceled and suspended due to lightning in the second half. And then 39-0 this past Friday, a loss to the Brentwood Spartans. As, you know, Nick, one thing that I'm a big fan of that you see this year, though, is that Week Zero game be able to come back in and these non-conference games. So even with the slow start, you have that chance to get better and kind of it's not a playoff game from Week 1 and almost a must-win game. Yeah, I, I really do agree with that, too. And you really could – you don't have to win these games. You, they're really just building games. It's how you get kids, like your freshman, early experience early on in the season. And now you're going to come in against, I mean, you play two pretty good teams yep. in the grand scheme of things. And, you know, no give me layups against in those week zero games. Like sometimes you see that almost like anybody playing Jeanette right now. That's a give me yeah. win. And that's nothing against Jeanette. I mean, they just had some bad luck. Everyone transferring out. They lost 82 nothing to Still Rocks on Friday. And that was a team was the 1A champions last year. But when you have guys like the Birch brothers, D1 quarterback, yeah. Nalik Gateway, your starting wide receiver playing at Woodland Hills, caught a 99-yard touchdown a week zero. I mean, losing guys like that, that's why that program's become that way, but it's almost become a layup win, and you, it's kind of you, you put them into the realm of Manesson. Do they even finish this season? That is true. I mean, Star Rocks honestly got two layup games. They're week zero. They played Bishop Sycamore. And, and that was, a, I mean, for what that was with Bishop Sycamore, I mean, that's just, a, uh, if you don't know the story, which I'm sure most of you would by now, I'd recommend going and taking a look at that. But, you know, they played Friday at the Wolverine in the Western PA versus everybody else showcase. And still Rocks beat them in a close game. It was a good game. I mean, but when you find out coming out Juco players on that team, guys like that are in their 20s. And then they went and played IMG Academy. If you don't know about IMG Academy, that is the number one ranked high school in the, in the nation for football. And, you know, high school loosely used there because there are kids from, you name a state, they probably have a kid from that school. And if you're on that team, 99% chance you're going to play Division One football. 
Noah Kane at Penn State, he's on that team. Uh, Keontre, or was on that team, now he's at Penn State. Keontre Allen, he's their starting running back. He's a Division One Power 5 guy going to Penn State as well. I mean, you can see where yeah. my allegiances lie that I know the way the Nittany Lions recruit. But, you know, just an example, that's a Power 5 ranked program, and that's just they're putting talent in all over the place out of there. So that Bishop Sycamore <laughs> team just, playing them, that was that was an interesting scenario. Just in case you're wondering, Bishop Sycamore is looking for a Week 5 game on Twitter. I mean, I'm not surprised. Uh, the the <laughs> head coach of apparently what is known as a fake school got fired. But like, by, the, by their linebackers coach, too. He's the superintendent of the school. It's just it's a crazy situation, and I'm kind of glad we don't have to deal with that much more than it kind of became a joke around here because a yeah. Western PA team in Stowe Rocks, who's the clear favorite in this 2A region to win the WPIO championship and possibly go on to a state title. Josh Jenkins, their quarterback, he's absolutely outstanding. You know, so see, I'm making a fit two-way football. Yeah. We're, we're bringing it back, but yeah, that's just a, a wild and crazy situation. But I think we had it the whole time because they played Stowe Rocks. Yeah, I I, th- I think we were on top of things there, Nick. Uh, you know, sometimes we're not, but I think this is one time we really <laughs> made the dots connect. But you know, looking in that Bishop Canavan game first, you know, you go on the road. It's a Saturday afternoon. A hot Saturday afternoon, and it was probably about a yeah. hundred degrees on the turf. I'm not surprised. I. As I mentioned, I was at Woodland Hills on sat- that Saturday. I was in the press box for um, about 4 o'clock till 10.30. Uh-huh. I didn't stop sweating the entire time. <laughs> I said we joked the, the crew we had there with Trib that we probably all lost at least 10, 15 pounds of water weight. Like, I went through a gallon plus of water. Like, it was hot. It no was. joke. And then lightning reared its ugly face. And it was a 21 nothing loss. You know, he had the INT return for the touchdown in the second quarter. But besides that, you know, wasn't a bad showing by the Commodore defense. You definitely would have liked to see guys like Braden Bacino and Panapinto get a little more involved defensively in that game. But, you know, the offense, when they were struggling as much as they were, Nine passing yards for Boggs, only seven rushing yards for Wilson, the leading receiver at five yards, and Dom Dorkin. And, you know, Boggs coming off that leg injury, it was a question about the mobility, and it was was a tough game back. But, you know, as much as you practice, getting back to a game speed is completely different. And that's, again, why these Week Zero games are so good. I mean, even with a scrimmage, I don't think you still get to that game speed until you finally put the pads on and say, hey – this is a game. We have to play. And, yeah, it got cut short, but then you go into your first, you know, week one game, first full game of the season against Brentwood, and, and that's a tough showing as well. But, again, that's still your first full game of the entire season and the first full game back for your quarterback who's coming off a major leg injury. So I think when you look at games like that and, you know, situations like that, yeah, a tough start to the season is to be expected. You know, when you have so many uncertains and, you know, yeah, last year was a good year, but you lost a lot. Yeah. You really did. And, you 11, know, 12, yeah. I think. And, you know, sometimes you say it's not necessarily about how many you lose. It's who you, who lose. you lose. Well, they lost a lot yeah. and they lost a lot of who. Mm-hmm. You know, mainly you know, guys like Kenny Fine, Jacob Salashi, Luke Santo. I mean, absolute athletic you know, studs out here. Kenny, there's a reason he was one of the best players in the conference. Yeah. I mean, for years, Kenny's just, 
he's a spark plug. And, you know, a kid that really didn't play basketball went and shined on the basketball court for Frazier. It just shows his pure athleticism that he's kind of like, you know, I use him as those roles of guys you see like Devin Whitlock, that yeah. you can put him wherever you want him and he's going to be good for you at his, this level. And, I mean, Kenny was really a pure leader. He wasn't, like, the vocal type, but he was more of a lead-by-example. Like, you saw Kenny run all the way across the field to make a tackle. Like, you got hype for that. Yeah, and, I mean, when you have a guy that has that no-quit mentality, it, it gives you that that hope. And, you know, you'd like to think now that you got these two week zero and week one games out of the way, you have a, in a sense, very familiar opponent you're going to go against on Friday. You get back to home cooking you're here, you know, we're at the press box, in the press box. You know, I can actually say here my meaning. You're going to be here. Yeah. And you get to play in front of the home crowd, in a sense, for the first time in two years. And, you know, the offense got to move the, move the ball a little better against Brentwood, 69 passing yards. You'd like to at least get that around that 110 to 120 yeah. mark here at this level. 54 rushing yards to lead the way um, for Taranto. You'd like to see that at least maybe – skip up to the 80 mark for your leading rusher so I mean you have that I think opportunity against a Bentworth team that gave up 64 points to Waynesburg and you know looking at the film they look small they really do and you know you gotta hope can you take advantage of that and I think one big thing you saw that was a bright spot in that Brentwood game the takeaway obviously you know Braden took a big step forward I think compared to the Bishop Canavan game. Yeah. Dom really, I thought, started to solidify himself as he's going to be your top wideout candidate. You know, you look at that, he had six receptions. You know, Taranto carried the ball eight times for 54 yards. That's a, that's a solid n- number on those 50 or eight carries. Also, they didn't have Dom Taranto in that week's hero game, too. That was no. a difference, too. Dom Taranto was running the ball hard. And when you have a guy that's going to run the ball hard and, you know, you're missing a guy you also thought in Whitehead who you thought was going to be yeah. one of your go-to backs this year, he's not going right now. So it's been a tough start. But, again, you're going to get a familiar opponent here at home in Bentworth. Again, coming off a game where they gave up 64 points to Waynesburg. They did score 20, though. But I think this Frazier defense led by the two men in the middle, Panapinto and Bassino, that's tough to sledding up the middle for that Commodore team, and they really started to step up inside that last week one game. And, you know, one thing, you know, we said it's about the first time in two years that they get to play in a true home game. Yeah. And, you know, I've I've been at four games in these first two weeks. I was at the Wolverine Saturday for two games. Well, I guess I've been to actually more than four. I've been to five games. Six, if you want to count the game I saw the second half of. But... That was all at the Wolverine mm-hmm. on Saturday. There was three games there. That was a packed stadium. I was at Franklin Regional Week Zero Friday. That stadium, both sides, was packed. I was at McKee Sports Saturday. That was absolutely jam-packed, standing room only. And I was at Elizabeth Forward on Friday, and that was a packed stadium. So, like, people were excited to be back. You get that home crowd. Again, I was going somewhere with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, you know, you get that home crowd to feed off. You get that, you know juice that the home crowd brings i mean yeah people travel on high school football but you know there's nothing like being able to just hey come out of your locker room 
no matter where it is, how big, how small, and get a play in front of your home crowd on your home field for the first time of the year against a team you're familiar with and you think you should be able to yeah. thoroughly manhandle like Waynesburg Central did. And if the offense gets going to any standard, I could see a big maybe 30-point win for the Commodores yeah. on Friday. Honestly, the Commodores have to use this game as a spark plug for their season. They also have to feed off the momentum of the home crowd and hopefully pull out the win on Friday. That's what time will tell, so make sure you get out here. You support the team in their first home efforts as they look for win number one on this season. Hey, may not have started the way they want, but you know sometimes it's not the way you start a season. It's the way you end it, and that's why these week zero and one games are really, really important. And, Nick, I was just looking outside. Keyshawn just made a heck of a grab. That was absolutely incredible. He pretty yeah. much he straight up mossed the corner. <laughs> I mean, if you can do that in the upcoming weeks, I mean, Ray Frazier looking to stack some wins, and that's hey. what you do. And also, the past few seasons, we haven't started off very well. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. I like their chances of maybe getting in the right direction starting Friday. So, again, make sure you stay tuned. Come out to the game, support the Commodores, see what they can do in week two against the Bentworth Bearcats. When we come back, we'll – Talk some volleyball right here on the Frazier Athletic Show. You can enjoy the rustic decor of the Big Barn Country Store in Delhi from Route 51, just south of Periopolis, Pennsylvania. Inside the store, enjoy the atmosphere and browse through a selection of delicious Amish foods, home-baked pies, a deli, a wide array of nostalgic candy, wine store, and much more. Open seven days a week. Visit our website at BigBarnStore.com. That's BigBarnStore.com. Volleyball, just like football, looking to bounce back here this week. And this podcast will exclude the Brownsville game, which is happening tonight. Start off section play. And... Then we'll have a game Thursday. It'll be their first home game of the year. As of now, if you're listening, you know the plan is to be there. We'll have some live stream action for that one on Thursday. I told John today, I was like, hey, I don't think I have anything going on. But, you know, I don't know my schedule before, like five minutes before something happens. And, and that's probably not a good thing at times. But, you know, when you have 18 million things, it feels hey, like it's going on. We're it's very busy. Very busy people here at the Frazier Athletics Network. I, I agree with that. So the plan is to be there Thursday for their first home game of the year. Again, this podcast excluding what happened in the Brownsville game because that is happening tonight. But, you know, I like the Commodore's chances to find the win column against Brownsville. I mean, obviously you will know what happened at the point of listening to this. But just for the fact it was a tough start of the year, they played at that Franklin Regional Tournament. But... I like tournaments like that yeah. just for the fact I'd rather go play against tough opponents. You know, if you end up getting killed in every set, okay, now you really know what you need to work on. If you go and just play a team that you beat them three sets to none by 10 points every set, what did you truly learn yeah. about your team? And this is a team with a lot of holes to replace. And, I mean, honestly, personally, like from a standpoint of, like, scheduling, I like a tougher schedule compared to, like, playing your – Bentworth to the world and like schools like that nothing against Bentworth and all but they don't tend to be strong in a sport like volleyball no and it's one of those things that iron sharpens iron yeah and if you're going to play tough teams even if you lose you'll learn a lot especially when it comes to section play 
you know, are you going to be battle tested when that comes around? When you take on the South Moreland's, the Carmichael's, the Waynesburg Centrals, and you know, it's a team that really wants some revenge. I think at Waynesburg Central, as that's who knocked them out of the postseason. Yeah, they kept them from a section championship. And it was a very good Waynesburg Central team. You know, they battled a ton at that second meeting with Waynesburg Central. Gave them everything they could handle, just unable to come out victorious. And, again, it's a team with some holes to replace. And when you play tough competition, some of those young players really get a glimpse of what high school volleyball has been like. You know, I'll say this no matter what level of sport it is. And, you know, you will have your exceptions now and then. But... You may think you're ready for the next level, but until you get there and get a few games under your belt, it, there's going to be a learning curve. You know, No matter how good everyone thought Grayson Hartman was going to be coming up yep. into high school volleyball, there's still a learning curve. And I'm not saying she's not probably going to have an ex- outstanding freshman year because I think she will, and I still think she will, but there's still going to be a learning curve. You, know, you can be the number one high school player in the country, there still may be a learning yeah. curve for you going into college that next year. I mean, some guys, they're able to fit in right away, but number of times, you know, you don't. You know, sometimes the number one pick in the NFL draft, look at a guy like Justin Fields this year. Yep. He's thought, oh, he should be starting the NFL. And they say, no, there's a learning curve. We want to give him time to understand this. And it's the same thing, I think, with this volleyball team. You have a lot of young players and pieces that are being, you know, plug and play in a sense. And... It's helping start that and shorten that learning curve and get you battle-tested game action ready. So once again, you start this section play and getting that heat of the schedule, you're good to go. You're ready to go and kind of know exactly what you need to be and what you need to do to be the typical Hartman team that you're used to having. And I mean, one good thing about this team, too, is I think, don't quote me on this, but I think there's only two seniors this year. I have the roster, so we can can, uh, fact-check you here, Nick. Okay. Um, I think it's two. We have Eliza and Abby Scott, so you are correct. That is win. <laughs> um, the the pride of being right. Yes, <laughs> we'll we'll, g- we'll give you that. But you look at this team. You're replacing your libero and Jordan Brundage. You're replacing Lovis, and you're also replacing technically both Shapurkas graduate but you're replacing Kaylin. Kendall really didn't Kendall, play at all. Yeah, Kendall was a soccer player. She played volleyball her final her senior year. So. And she got hurt. Yeah. I mean she I don't even think she played more than five games, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. It was a very low mm-hmm. total of games she ended up playing during volleyball season this past yeah. year. And Kaylin is a huge loss in the middle, but having Eliza there, I think, helps kind of maybe stabilize things. They have good height this year. You do. Eliza in the middle hitter position. You're going to have Jensen on the outside. Braylon Salisbury has a lot of height in there as well, depending where she gets used. You know, Grayson coming up as an eighth grader, a lot of height. I've heard a lot of good things about Grace Vaughn, and, you know, I think the best you're going to see her, I think she's going to be pretty good at volleyball as a freshman, but... Just wait till spring, from what I've heard. <laughs> once you get her on the softball field. It's all about the diamond. That, that's what I've heard. And I, I think Donnie's excited to have her yeah. on there, too. With, I mean, a lot of freshman talent. Maddie Stefancic's back. I mean, she was outstanding. I mean, when you needed to go on a run or stop a run and got her at the service line, you're like, all right, we're about six points yeah. in a row right here. That's what she did last year. And I think it was one of the more impressive feats on that entire team. Obviously, Jensen's Jensen. She is an outstanding volleyball player. I mean, do you really expect anything less from a Hartman? She was an All-State selection last year. 
and honestly, I'd be shocked if she isn't again this year. Yeah. And I think she's really going to be that centerpiece that kind of leads and helps mold this team together. You know, on paper, Nick, are they the greatest team coming to the year? But I, I don't think you can take anything into what this team does in the beginning of the year compared to what they'll be at the end of the year. I mean, it was the same as last year, too. Like, last year, they kind of had a rocky start, but then in the playoffs, they started to come on. I mean, who would have thought they would have beat Deer Lakes in the playoffs? And, I mean, one thing I've learned about Hartman teams, it doesn't matter what's on paper. Yeah, I, honestly, they... They're going to go out, they're going to compete, and, you know, at the end of the year, hey, they're going to probably have a shot at a section championship, and they're going to be in the playoffs making some noise, even if someone doesn't think they can, because they're just that type of team. They're, it's, it's that Hartman mentality. Yeah, it's the, the Hartmans have great leadership. You know, we talked about it. I actually can't remember if it was on the interview with Donnie, or afterwards when I was ta- we were just talking with Mandy and Donnie, but I said, you know, the Hartman coaching style is an old-school coaching style that I absolutely love. It's just, you know, the way you two go about your business, it doesn't matter what you have, what cards you were dealt, you're going to give everything you can to get the most out of the players you have, and you're going to find a way to be successful. It totally goes back to the buy-in of the program. The perfect example is the boys' basketball team last year. They had great buy-in with head coach Zach Kiefer, and they won a section championship, and that's something the Hartmans do over and over and over again. Yeah, and, I mean, I think this team is going to be completely bought in. And Again, it's also a different mentality. You don't have to try to get your freshmen to buy in. They're already bought in. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's so much involvement well, throughout. The, I mean, Mandy also is the head coach of yeah. the middle school team. So, like, they already know how it's going to be seventh grade year. Exactly. I mean, obviously, you have some different tweaks with yeah. who's in the personnel that's in there helping Mandy. But she's still there. It's that same mentality that's instilled from a young age. You know, not to change football sports, but an odd one. McKee Sport runs the triple option. How many high schools run the triple option? Not many, right? They start instilling that when they're in middle school. So once they get to high school, they know how to run the triple option. It's not, ah, we're going to completely change how you play. Well, it's the same thing with the way Frazier does volleyball. It's like, hey, or, I mean, you just know. This is how what a Hartman coach expects. This is what you're going to go out and do, and we're going to get the best out of you. And you know what? This is, these are a set of guidelines of how for our team. If you want to play on our team, you got to follow these rules. If you do, we're going to be successful. We're going to get through it, and we're going to improve, and we're going to you know, in the end, get to the place we want to be. And that's what these teams do. Volleyball, time in and time out, they are going to be successful no matter what happens. It's a team that I think is going to make noise throughout the course of a year. And I think that starts with Brownsville. If you're listening, probably already did start with Brownsville. Hopefully. And, and fingers crossed, knock on press box wood up here. Maybe some fake paneling too, whatever you yeah. want to knock on. We got, we got it all around us, but... Then we got a home game coming up here soon on Thursday. You know, come out, support at the home game, you know, see what they can put on the f- floor, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm excited to go I'm out excited. and see this team for the first time this year. I'm excited to see a crowd back in a gym again. Yeah, like, it, it's I, a it, lot It's of been fun. amazing for football, like, how, to actually have a crowd back, see, like, how many people travel out. Even the home fans, for them, like, there's been some packed houses. Yeah, it's absolutely outstanding. I mean, yeah, in the Manesson game, in the Cal game, we had a slightly packed uh, gym, but it wasn't packed. 
it wasn't as packed as it would be on a given night for those. So I'm glad, you know, we can kind of fill it up. Let's they, see what was, we get. They played double headers those days. What do you expect? The That's parents right. want to watch. Players, players, they're going to stay. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> and, you know, nothing wrong with, I think, coming out and supporting the volleyball team yeah. is they're going to continue to, I think, just put an impressive team out on the floor. It may take some time, but I think, again, starts tonight. They learned a lot from that tournament, and I think they're going to get a lot better going forward. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see where this season goes. And I think in the end, it's going to end another trip in the playoffs and maybe, again, surprising a lot of people who aren't going to give this team as much credit as they probably deserve just because of who's in charge of that team. Now, I mean, do you think that the Hartmans like this underdog feeling? Because, like, a few years ago, like, they always, like, everybody knew they were on top. But now they're kind of the underdogs. Do you, what do you think they like better? It, see, as much as you say they're still the underdogs, those coaches they're playing, it's still, I want to go beat the Hartmans. Yeah, it, it's, I, mean, I want to beat Frazier and that the Hartmans. True. So even though they may not be that same caliber, I well, think like, Frazier volleyball is always going to have that X on their back. Yeah. And, I, you know, I think they kind of like it, too, because it's like, hey, you think this year you should beat us, and you still really want to beat us, uh -huh. but, you know, we're going to come in here or we're going to shock you and beat you when you thought you should have single-handedly had no issues with us. And I think they might like, like that a little better because, uh -huh. like, you know, it's one thing to go in and beat a team that wants to beat you just as badly as ever, but they really don't think they have a good shot at being you compared to, you know, going in – beating a team that thought they had a good shot of finally knocking you off. So I think maybe you like this a little better. It's a little yeah. more like, hey, you thought you thought you could beat with us this year, but you're going to have eh. to wait. And so I, I'd say may, maybe that way. But, hey, you know, I'm sure th that might be a question down the road for I know. them. Maybe that'll be an interview question. Well, we'll have to get Mandy on it for an interview Thursday <laughs> if they win. You know, we kind of told her, too, in that last interview we did with Donnie, hey, She's like, oh, this is his thing. It's like, oh, just wait till volleyball season. Yeah. We'll, we'll get you on here eventually. But it's going to be, I think, a good season for the volleyball team. I'm, I'm excited to see what they can and will do. Uh, you know, glad to finally get back on the podcast. It has been a while, a lot longer than we anticipated. Yeah. But, but as we said, we, we are busy men here on the Frazier Athletics Network. And... You know, a lot going on, a lot to be excited about, and get, and I think the football team, volleyball team, get in the right directions. You know, come coming this week, but you know, we'll step aside. We come back, we'll talk a little bit of golf, and then send you on your way here on the Fraser Athletic Show. Somerset Trust Company, now open in Periopolis. We invite you to stop by and experience the Somerset Trust Company difference. Local decision making, convenient locations, extended hours, award-winning online and mobile banking, and more. Somerset Trust Company, community banking at its best. Now open in Periopolis. Moving over to the putting greens, the Frazier golf team took on Connellsville. They fell in that one. 224 to 238. Yes, I did say the lower score first. That does throw me off as an announcer saying the lower score coming out on top. But hey, I'm a golfer too, so I understand that. Never said I was a good golfer though, Nick. That, that's going to clarify that. We're going to talk about some guys that are way, way better than me, including a guy like Nixon Early shooting a 42, Dylan Roebuck a 43. And those two really led the way for the Commodores as Connellsville had all of their golfers, though, go under 50, which was yeah. you know, a really impressive feat looking at this final score. 42 
for Ethan Rice, a 43 for Ryan Kessler, then 247s and 246 shot by the other four Connellsville golfers. The Commodores had nobody over 55, which was nice, but they were sitting around that 50 range yeah. for their other golfers. You know, no Usher shot a 51. That's that's a solid serviceable score for him. Thompson, a 50 and a 52 was the other score out there for the Commodores. Uh, no, Phillips shot a 54 as well, or Adam Phillips. Adam Phillips. Yeah, don't ask me why I said Noah. Look like that on the <laughs> – I can't read, apparently, penmanship, but, you know – I mean, very consistent scores around. And that's what you like to see in the early going. It's a bigger Connellsville school. Yeah. And, you know, you have guys like Nixon Erdley. You know, his sister was a golfer. You know, kind of that family tradition here at Frazier. You talk about Roebuck. Uh, even Noah Usher. I know, I don't think his brother Nick ever did golf at Frazier. He's my cross-the-street neighbor. But, I mean, I know he's a yeah. constant summer golfer. I see him going out probably like once or twice a week during the summer. So, you know, that's another – it's one of those family affair type things. And that's kind of the sport of golf anyway. It, it like. really is. I mean, it, it's a good relaxing sport if you're having a good day. And, yeah. you know, guys like Nixon Erdley and Dylan Roebuck really did have good days. You know, and I think it puts a promising start on to what can be a pretty decent season. You know, you don't have Chase anymore on that team. He yeah. was – probably one of your top get O2 guys last year and you know now he's moved on and that's just a loss pretty much on any Frazier athletics roster you see oh, oh Chase isn't there anymore <laughs> even if he only played one year of it you know he was yeah. successful at almost any sport he did but you know new faces are taking over and you know a chance to see some of those new faces of course one of the matches going on as we speak but you know still some golf throughout the week here for the Commodores yeah, on Wednesday, they'll uh, tee off against Waynesburg Central at Linden Hall. And then on Thursday, they finish up their weekly schedule against Charleroi, also at Linden Hall. And that's, that's a nice course. Yeah, it I've, is. I've been seeing a lot of the high schools out at Cedarbrook here recently, too. So, you know, golf season getting in full yeah. swing as, you know, all the fall athletics are. And for the first time in what seems like a long time, it's time for some players of the week. Should we start with we'll golf? start with golf, yeah. We were there first, and... You know, we talked about a man maybe not shooting the best overall score for the Commodores, but career best for him coming back. The senior, Dylan Roebuck, had a heck of a game against Connellsville. Yeah. I think we should move on to football here, too. I don't think we're going to do volleyball this week, just yeah. for the fact that we didn't have the exact box scores, the exact, you know, clarifications of what exactly went on at that we Franklin Regional. just knew they Regional. were at Franklin Regional. So, you know, we can talk about that a little bit, but, you know, can't go too in-depth of what went on, but to be honest, I had to take a guess. I'm sure Jensen had a heck yeah. of a match, as always, for the Commodore. She normally leads the way for them, but we can't talk about football, and one of the two is I kind of coined, not coined, but uh, kind of put the denotation nickname yeah. on Bacino and Penapinto, the Bash Brothers Commodore style, you know, the play on the classic Mighty Ducks movie, <laughs> but, you know. Aaron Panapinto. Panapinto had a heck of a game against the Brentwood Spartans, you know, all over the place. Ten total tackles, five assists, and he's a guy that, you know, I think he, him and Bacino are really that spark plug in the middle of the defense. Yeah. And, you know, they set a lofty tackle goal between the two of them. If you haven't heard about that, go over to the Frazier Athletics Network Twitter. 
Plug, plug. And then, you know, find the interview with Bacino and Panapinto together and then take a listen to that. Or you can listen Maybe. to the one with the head coach, Boggs, yeah, the quarterback, Boggs. I mean, hey, like you, you got your picks. Yeah. Like, follow, do it all, and, you know, <laughs> shamelessly plug our social media accounts here on the podcast. But Panapinto, 10 tackles, 5 assists, and I think it's only going to go up from here between him and his middle linebacking mate, Braden Bacino. Is, again, the Commodores will look to get win number one on Friday when they take on Bentworth, as I like the Commodores' chances back at home for the first time. This year, and the first time, a full crowd's allowed back into Commodore Stadium. But until next time, on behalf of my broadcast partner, Nick Hicks, of course, our executive producer, the great Marty Fields, I'm Alex Lyons saying thank you for stopping by for another edition of the Frazier Athletic Show.